Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week, we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. <laughs> yeah! And I'm Shannon. <laughs> I couldn't remember who went next. It had been long enough. Sean's triumphant, albeit probably temporary, return to the, po- yes. to the podcast. Glad, super happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad you could join. Feel right at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got, a, we got a whole group of people on here, and uh, welcome, Sean. Glad to, glad to have you back for this episode. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, anybody who listens to the show regularly might hear that I sound a little bit different. It's because I'm not in my usual recording space. I am on location in Nolan and Teresa's dining room, sitting at their kitchen table, because we have joining us again, Nolan. And for the first time ever on The Favorite Show, please welcome... Teresa! Yay, Teresa! So, anybody who's keeping track at home, check them off your bingo card. (laughs) That means we've had all of the Sutherland family on the show. All the the, uh, siblings and spouses, I guess we should say. So, (laughs) Teresa, I'm glad you could join. This is so exciting. Well, thanks for having me. This is a a bucket list kind of thing. I've never been on a podcast. I'm feeling like a a little bit of a troll coming out of a cave, which I'm going to talk about trolls later. Ooh, (laughs) wow. (laughs) I'm excited. Well, this is exciting. I I have invited you uh, a few times before, so people listening don't think I've just been ignoring you. I've been difficult. It's my fault. Well, it's it's about finding the right topic, and this week I think we have the right topic. Mm Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, uh, Shannon, you have somebody joining with you, right? Yeah. Well, it's your mother again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Mom. Welcome back to the show. And Loki is staring her down, so he may make an appearance as well. <laughs> we might hear from Loki again. That's good. And then, coming to us all the way from Minnesota, we have... Kristen. And Adam. Welcome yeah. back, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, this was a lot of people to wrangle to be on the call at once. <laughs> Glad we could pull it off. Across three different time zones. So good. That's right. We were trying to coordinate. We're like, all right, we're going to record at 7 slash 8 slash 9 o'clock p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, before we get into this week's topic, I do have a couple of emails to read. All of them are from Catherine. So, Catherine, thanks, thanks, for, Catherine. thanks for emailing oh, yeah. in. Uh, she emailed, her first one is about her favorite Christmas albums. She says, hi, favorite show friends. It was a really fun episode. You discussed some really great albums. Can't wait to listen to the Spotify playlist. Here are a few of my must listens during the holiday season. One, The Monkees, Christmas Party. This album came out a few years ago, and it is a great mix of traditional carols and more contemporary songs. Two, Twisted Sister, A Twisted Christmas. Of course, Catherine. <laughs> it's a great hard rock Christmas album. They have such a great sense of humor. They have a great version of 12 Days of Christmas, and they turn their mega hit, We're Not Gonna Take It, uh, into Oh Come All You Faithful. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to that. That sounds great. Uh, and then three, the Home Alone soundtrack. I brought up John Williams and his composition for this movie, the last email I sent you. Uh, I just love this album. Hearing the songs Williams wrote for this film instantly put me in the holiday mood. Merry Christmas, everyone. Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. The next email from Catherine is about her favorite Christmas TV episodes. Uh, she says, hi, favorite show friends. There's one TV episode I have to watch every season. It is season two, episode 15 of The Monkees called The Monkees Christmas Show. It aired in 1967, and the Wikipedia premise of the episode is <laughs> the monkeys try to instill the spirit of Christmas in a cynical, neglected little boy who has soured on the whole idea of the holiday. Butch Patrick, who plays the little boy, uh, was Eddie Munster on the Munsters TV show. It's a very sweet, funny, and heartwarming episode. It ends with the guy singing one of the most beautiful of the monkey songs ever recorded, Rio Chiu. Hey, thanks, everyone. Happy holidays, Catherine. I think we have Rio Chiu on the Spotify playlist. If we don't, I'll have to go. I thought we did. Yeah. And the last email from Catherine <laughs> uh, is about a Christmas show idea. Uh, is I, it I, the monkeys? <laughs> you know what? It should be. No, this is this is great. I always ask people to let us know their favorite, uh, you know, favorite things or suggestions. And so here we have suggestions. She says, "I have an idea 
for next Christmas season for the podcast, favorite movies that take place at Christmas but aren't necessarily Christmas oh. movies. <laughs> this oh. would include your Die Hards, Batman oh Returns, Edward Scissorhands, etc. <laughs> Thank you so much, Captain. Stir in the pot right there. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> Only a few minutes into the episode. I didn't bring it up this time. I consider Sleepless in Seattle to be a Christmas movie. I'll just put that up. Alex is not on, is he? Alex isn't here right now. Yeah, Alex so, isn't uh, here, so get it out there. <laughs> Shannon, is Alex home? I'm worried he's going to storm into the room. <laughs> Alex is home. He's in a different room. <laughs> he's going to bust down the door. Was someone talking about Die Hard again? <laughs> <laughs> he's here. No. Tell him I didn't bring it up. It wasn't me. <laughs> he's walking over. Here he is. <laughs> Oh. All right. Tell him I didn't bring it up. See, here's what the criteria I use is if Christmas were taken out of the movie, you see, <laughs> would, would it still be a good show? See, that's take Die Hard, for example. <clears throat> I don't sounds know. Sounds just like it. He sounds a tiny bit like Sean Connery, I guess. But. <laughs> Sean somebody. Yeah. I don't sound at all like Sean Connery. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Alex. Catherine wrote in about an idea for the show to do movies that take place at Christmas that aren't about Christmas. She said, like Die Hard, I just want it to be known. I didn't bring it up. She did. I see. I see. All right. All right. <laughs> You'll allow it. I, I, Sean already said my see, opinion. A holiday if, party. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Sean said. Imagining Alex being in the, in the back of your room like Krampus, just like waiting for a... <laughs> Come jump on me. <laughs> now listen here. Anytime I hear Die Hard mentioned around Christmas time, I just got to show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we summon you. <laughs> Say it three times into the mirror. <laughs> the hero we never knew we needed. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Alex. Good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, sorry I interjected. Goodbye. All good, all good. Oh, boy. Well, with... <laughs> With the drama out of the way, hopefully, uh, we can get onto this week's topic, which is our favorite Christmas traditions. I'm sure there will be a lot of shared ones because we're all family, but I just think this is so much fun. We we talked on previous years, previous episodes about Christmas memories, uh, and so I'm sure we talked about some of the things that we're probably going to bring up again tonight. But Christmas traditions is, is the topic for tonight, and this is why when I brought this up to Teresa and you were like, oh, this might be the episode for me. <laughs> because you guys have the some of the coolest Christmas traditions. So, want to share? <laughs> okay. So, I kind of consider this just one huge tradition that we have been doing, me, Nolan, and our daughters, for, oh, I can't do math, over 10 years now. Um, and we call it Christmas Around the World. And every year, we pick a different country. We take turns. And then we learn about how that country celebrates Christmas. We make some of the food. You know, maybe depending on what their traditions are, we do some of the activities. Living in L.A. is great because there's so many different cultures here that a lot of times we can find an event going on during the Christmas season related to that country. But this was kind of, I'm going to take credit for it. It was my brainchild. <laughs> I have kept it alive, I think. But we have all grown to love it. And yeah, so the first year like we really did it was 2011. We did France. And that was the year of the most cooking. I spent five hours in the kitchen. Oh, so wow. Delicious. Yeah. It was so good. So my biggest memory of France is that it's about food, but it was delicious. <laughs> so I won't go like through all the countries that we've done, but just to give you an idea, well, maybe I will just list the countries. We've yeah, done, let's hear them. You've done a bunch. Okay. We've done France, Sweden, China, which is interesting. I'll mention that a little more later. Mexico, Denmark, 
Spain, England, Greece, Germany, Iceland, Australia, Poland, and this year is Italy. One thing I really like about this is broadening your your understanding of how people around the world live. And this is kind of something we, a lot of us share observing Christmas and, you know, there's a lot of shared meaning in it, but then there's also so many different ways that people like interpret it or think bits and pieces of it that they emphasize. And it's turned out to be just really, really fascinating. So to give you an example of, I, I've thought of just a few of some of my more favorite countries we've done and, and things that I really like to, and it kind of gives you an idea of the the very broad spectrum of Christmas traditions around the world. And I think some of them you and your listeners are going to find kind of surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to start with the more, you know, maybe run in the mill, I really enjoyed when we did uh, Mexico. And one of the big traditions in Mexico is Las Posadas. You might remember, I believe there's a, is it the Three Amigos cartoon? Three three Caballeros. Three Caballeros. Three Three Amigos is a different movie, but also very good. Uh, (laughs) That's for another another episode. But they like have a little bit about it in there, right? So here in LA, we have a street called Alvera Street that's like part of the original settlement. And it's like a lot of the original buildings that were here in LA and um, it's very closely tied to the the Mexican culture and community. And so they do a Las Posadas event every year and it's multiple days. And basically uh, the tradition is there's a couple chosen to represent uh, Mary and Joseph. And then there's usually like some kids dressed as angels and, and there's like a procession that goes through the town and they knock on doors and they're, they're asking for shelter and, um, and each door they're turned away. And if you remember from Three Amigos, it's no shelter. What do they say? No posada. No posada. No shelter. No shelter. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it means. They're looking for shelter. And then at the last home um, that it's agreed on, they're going to be let in. There's going to be a celebration. And so in Alvera Street, when we went, to participate, there was like hundreds of people and there was lights strung and it was just beautiful. And then they get to the the home where they're going to be let in and they're singing and they passed out this kind of like a warm cider kind of beverage. And it was just really beautiful. And it was like this very communal and gentle tradition. So that was one of my favorite things we did. Now you go to someplace like Iceland and, you know, I think most people are familiar with Krampus in Germany, who's like a, a, a scary figure at Christmas time. But it turns out Iceland is the place to go if you want to be terrified at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if you look on Wikipedia, actually, um, there's a, a whole article that's just Icelandic Christmas folklore. And there's all these... Here, I'll read it. The description from uh, Wikipedia says, Icelandic Christmas folklore depicts mountain-dwelling characters and monsters who come to town during Christmas. So this was a really fun Christmas year. We we found a bunch of, like, books and, like, short films and cartoons and stuff for these different figures to learn about. Kind of the main figures are the Yule Lads, who are trolls. They're brothers. They're 13 mischievous pranksters, and they come down, and every night a different one of them comes to town and wreaks some kind of mischief and leaves a little gift. So every night the kids get a gift, and it might be a toy or it might be a rock or it might be, (laughs) you know, something gross. (laughs) You never know. So they come to town. But the Yule Lads, uh, they live with, 
if I remember correctly, it's their mother, Gryla, an ogress, with an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children who she cooks in a large pot. Um, <laughs> and she is married to her husband, another ogre, but he's lazy. And, you know, he just eats the stew, I guess, when it's done. That seems way more effective than Cole at uh, keeping kids from misbehaving. Yeah. Oh, well, it gets even better. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. So, so just if, you wait. Just you wait. If the 13... Crazy, creepy ogres and their child-eating mother isn't enough. There's also the Yule Cat that is a large wild cat who lurks the countryside on, at Christmas time, and they will eat people who have not received new clothes on Christmas Eve. Wow. So, which I think this is kind of a brilliant one because basically it makes you really grateful to get clothes on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I hope I got some socks or the cat's going to come for me. <laughs> you know? So there, there's some really like scary picture books with this Yule cat. Anyway, so if you look it up in Iceland, they have like all kinds of like, you know, instead of like Santa's coming, here's, you know, come see Santa kids. It's like, oh, here's the Yule lads. And it's like all these guys dressed as ogres <laughs> coming to the, the town festival. And so I thought that was a lot of fun and just such a departure from like how we typically think of Christmas. And then another country that is near and dear uh, to my heart is um, Spain. And apparently parts of Spain, um, for whatever reason... Catalonia, Catal specifically. Well, specifically Catalonia, mm. for some reason, have a close connection at Christmas time with poop. And <laughs> so... <laughs> Did not see that coming. I know. That, that comes after Christmas for me. <laughs> well, in Catalonia, it's the whole Christmas season. Um, so... One just one of the traditions is there is a log of wood <laughs> that they put a face on and a hat and they give them a little blanket and oh and they even give them like little wooden front legs. So if you can imagine this little log man with front legs under blanket. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> and so every night like leading up to Christmas they'll they'll give him some of the leftovers or the crumbs from the from the meal and it's like you're feeding him and fattening him up and then when christmas eve comes each child gets a stick and you dance around him and you sing a song and you beat him with the stick <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and he poops out gifts <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so someone's there pulling little trinkets and stuff out from under his blanket so you got to beat him real good to get all the gifts out. <laughs> so we did that, and that wow. was hilarious. Um, and actually, Anthony Bourdain has a video talking about this tradition. Um, so that's another good thing to Google later. So that was an interesting one. Side note, Italy also has a, a log beating tradition. So we're going to be doing that. Okay. And geographically, it's very close. So I'm, I'm curious. I have to do a little more research, but I can only imagine the two are linked somehow. <laughs> the other thing out of Spain is the Caganer. Um, so in Spain, they are one of these countries that they love their nativity scenes, their crash exhibits. And they do these really elaborate ones where it's not just the stable, it's the whole town of Bethlehem. It's, you know, every kind of little shopkeeper and, and the animals and the plants and everything. And they're beautiful. But in Catalonia, they like to add a little figure uh, 
who is called the Kaganer, and he traditionally is a little peasant man with his pants down, <laughs> squatting in a little pile of poop. <laughs> so he's just pooping. <laughs> and so from what I learned, you you know, you would kind of maybe put him somewhere like off to the side, just a little guy doing his business somewhere in the big town of Bethlehem. And from what I understand, there there's kind of some different ideas about how this developed that, you know, maybe it's just adding some levity to this big, like, you know, grandiose scene okay let's not take it so seriously let's put a little pooper in there well it seems like he has a lot of business in Bethlehem from that picture <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, oh, dear. but uh, another idea I read was that you know it could be a way of almost like um uh highlighting this the sanctity in of of what's happening with Jesus being born that there's this very holy, pure thing happening, and look at the rest of the town, these simple, you know, folk going about their lives, not knowing that this miracle is happening. <laughs> so, like, there's some different ideas about it, but the point is we bought a Kaganer, and I went online. <laughs> we got the traditional little peasant man, but uh, if you're interested, they make all kinds of Kaganer of celebrities, political figures. You can get yourself a Donald <laughs> Trump Kaganer, <laughs> you know, cartoon characters. Anyway, there's a whole variety out there. If you if you would like to add a little extra um, spice to your nativity <laughs> scene this year. Wow, yeah. So you have one of those sitting in your uh, nativity scene right now there, Teresa? Yeah, he. we usually like to put him kind of like peeking out from behind. <laughs> like, like, uh-oh, like he got caught off guard. Like, all of a sudden there's angels singing and he's just back there like, oh dang, I gotta... This, <laughs> gotta this was the here. wrong time. I picked the wrong time to do this. Right. <laughs> um, so that was a good one. Um... But so so there's just such a wide variety of of traditions from the you know the sweet and sacred and beautiful and to you know the little irreverent and you know just maybe some ways to like different ways to remind kids to be grateful for things or to be extra good and so I've just really enjoyed it um and a, another aspect of doing this Christmas around the world tradition that I've really enjoyed is a lot of countries have like a a style of ornament that's unique to them. Um, and so we've been able to make some ornaments for our tree. So just looking at my tree right now, uh, when we did a Danish Christmas, we did these like woven heart style ornaments. Um, I, for, I think it was for Sweden. Um, we did these ornaments where you take a straw and soak it to make it like pliable. And if you're really, really skilled, the professionals artisans they do these like really intricate woven straw ornaments that are just beautiful ours are pretty simple they're you know simple little hearts or angels but we have this assortment of ornaments on our tree that we've made together it was like you know when our kids were little it was something we could sit and do with them and now it's part of our tree and I imagine someday when they grow up and get their own trees and move on we'll be like oh here take some of the Danish hearts take some of this take some of that and then they'll you know that will continue on in their homes and uh and then hopefully i'd like to think that they would carry on our tradition in some way <laughs> and continue to add and learn more about uh different places around the world and 
how they observe Christmas. It's really cool. It's such a cool tradition. And I, I like because we live so close to each other, like Stephanie and I get to really enjoy a lot of these countries that you pick, especially the the dinners and stuff that you know, the foods you make or restaurants you find and whatever. But I do remember uh you guys were a little bit caught off guard when was it Gracie or Eileen that picked China the one year? Oh, do you remember who that was? Yeah, I think that was Gracie. And I, you know, and we were like, oh well, you know. In China, there aren't, you know, a lot of people that celebrate Christmas because, you know, there's, there's not a big uh, Christian population there, but she was really insistent. Um, <laughs> well, because you guys didn't say like, hey, here's here's your three choices. Or you just said, hey, but pick a country. And she was like, China. China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she was really insistent. I was like, well, there must be some people. Maybe this will be a new, something new we'll learn about, you know, how do you celebrate it in a country where there's not a lot of people that celebrate it. Um, so what we did learn is that uh, – I mean, China's a big place, so, you know, maybe this isn't true everywhere, but in, at least in some places in China, it's it's treated kind of like a, one of the lesser holidays, like Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day, where it's just kind of like a fun, oh, here we'll give little gifts. And um, instead of having like one Santa in a mall, they have roving gangs of Santa <laughs> and, and, and what wow. they call Santa's sisters, which are like pretty female elves. And they're just kind of like roving <laughs> through the mall or, or whatever. And they'll stop to take pictures. And what about the uh, saxophone? That was the other That's thing what I was, I was thinking say. about. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. And I have searched and searched. I have not been able to find an explanation for this. If anyone out there who can hear my voice knows why this is, I would love to know. But Santa Claus is depicted in China often and in some other countries in that same region playing a saxophone. <laughs> and nobody seems to know why. Like, why the saxophone? Why not a ukulele? Why not a mandolin? Um but sure enough, we went down to Chinatown here in L.A. during Christmas time. And, oh, yeah, look at all these Santas with saxophones in the <laughs> we shop. We saw it. <laughs> we saw it. It was so mystifying. Um, oh, I do want to share one more thing, if we can go back to the Kaganair. And I think this will be worth your time. <laughs> do we have um, to? <laughs> so if you go to Wikipedia again uh, and look up Kaganair, you will find one of the sections is Controversy surrounding Barcelona's civility ordinance. And you might think oh the controversy <laughs> was that people didn't like the Kaganair <laughs> being displayed in public places. But you would be mistaken. What it was is that the city of Barcelona removed the Kaganair from their public display, saying that it violated their civility ordinances, which, you know, basically means you couldn't depict public defecation or, you know, bad things like that. And there was outrage. People were so <laughs> upset. Um, here in the article, it says, many saw this as an attack on Catalan traditions. One writer of a letter to the editor asserted, a nativity scene without a Caganer is not a nativity scene. Whoa, a wow. a second right. writer offered a win-win solution. He suggested including the Caganer, but also placing a figure of a police officer with a pen and clipboard <laughs> next to him writing a ticket. <laughs> so, um, so this was a huge thing. Um, there was like a like a campaign to like save the Caganer, and there was widespread media criticism. 
And then finally, like, the city restored it. And um, I think what's really funny is if you look at the picture in the article, you might think this was like a little Coganair and a little nativity scene. This looks like a full-grown man. Like, it's life-size. <laughs> wow. It's so big. Like, oh, I'm, kind no. of, I'm kind of on the side of Barcelona City in this one. Like, <laughs> this is uh, rude. Um, anyway... That's that's my last little um, tidbit on that. <laughs> uh, I love it. What a what a fun tradition oh, wow. to get to learn about all these yeah, different countries definitely. every year and all these <laughs> crazy things. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, who, who got to pick first? The very first year you did it. Well, me. I think it was just well, according to our records. Oh, we kept a record. <laughs> record. The first year somebody picked was Gracie picking China the third year in. The first couple of years, it was not either we have no memory or it just sort of happened. Or at least it wasn't written down. I feel like I kind of like made executive decisions those years. I don't know. Well, you had infinite options those first first year and then close to infinite second year. Because when it started, it wasn't intended to even necessarily be an annual tradition. It was just like, oh, what should we have for Christmas dinner? Oh, let's do some French cooking. Let's do, yeah. That's true. It was kind of more of an organic kind of like, hey, this is kind of fun doing something different. And why don't we learn a little something about why why is this the French feast? And let's learn a little something. And then... It became a tradition. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That does sound more like how it happened. But I like to just take credit because I'm so proud. <laughs> well, I love it. I think it's awesome. It's yeah, a lot of phenomenal. Fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see who wants to wants to go next. Mom, do you want to jump in or or Nolan? Well, I I don't have much to add. I mean, Teresa shared about <laughs> there you go. our big <laughs> tradition. Well. Oh, I really like that about Nolan and Teresa doing the Christmas around the world. That is awesome. And I look at all the stuff you guys have learned. And uh, do you guys remember when you were in second, third grade? I think they did a unit of Christmas around the world, just a little, mm-hmm. a tiny bit at the school, but not, you know, there's no way that you could have gone to see all the things that Nolan and Teresa's family have been able to see right there in LA. Uh the one, I like that Teresa shared that they've made ornaments from each of those years on the tree because that's the one thing I was going to mention is a tradition I have just is my Christmas tree. And, you know, you can have all kinds of Christmas trees. A lot of times there's designer trees that have, you know, all these fabulous expensive ornaments or whatever. But, uh, you know, as Nolan and Teresa look at their tree and they can see every year that they've done. That's really awesome. And on my tree, I kind of do the same thing. I We have ornaments from, I mean, there's an ornament on there that dad made when he was third grade that's kind of a ball wrapped in foil with little green pipe cleaners on it. And there's a little felt man that I made when I was in seventh grade. And then we have ornaments from each of the kids each when they were born. And then we have ornaments that you kids made, a few of them that you made in school. I even have one to represent the birth of each of our grandkids. And Gracie and Eileen did a handprint and uh, clay that's still hanging on there. And we have uh, one year we had a fire. And so we have a little fire truck hanging on the tree. <laughs> we have yeah. musical orna- uh, instruments because of all the instruments you kids have played. And Kristen was in the Christmas Carol and we have a Christmas Carol up there. And Aaron worked at Disneyland. And so we have a jungle cruise boat up there. And anyways, we have we have bubble lights up there that 
I had on my tree from when I was a kid. And so sometimes just, you know, that sounds kind of kind of gaudy if you if you can't imagine my tree. It kind of, it's like, what? You have what on your tree? Uh, but actually, just looking at it, sometimes I'll just glance over and think, oh, yeah, I remember when we bought that, or I remember that year. Um, when Dad and I first were married, one Halloween, we dressed up as Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog, and so we have a Miss Piggy and Kermit up there. And anyways, I think it's just kind of a just a representation of our family and things that we've done throughout the years. And, and it, anyways, it makes us happy. And so it's a, that's kind of a tradition we have. Every year we get a new ornament. And uh, this year, Dad got me, because I love Disneyland, he got me, I don't know if you saw it, Shannon. It's uh, Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse, you know, the statue we always stop and take a picture of in the front of Disneyland. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So anyways, that's... That's one tradition we have is the Christmas tree. And then while I was mentioning that, uh, that, it's kind of silly, but we do have another Christmas tree. We have two Christmas trees in our front room. And the other one is a Star Wars tree. And I was just going to mention Dad is the one that loves that. And we started that in 1996. Our very first ornament was the Millennium Falcon and Darth Vader. And did you guys know that today we have 132 ornaments on that tree? Whoa. I knew it was a lot. Wow. I didn't know it was that many. With Whoa. zero with zero year gaps yeah. in, in that timeline as well from when the ornaments originated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh he's but in the beginning we couldn't afford to buy all of them. They're all from Hallmark and they come out with a couple new ones every year. But now dad's catching up and getting some of the old ones that people are selling. And so now his collection is complete until Next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've definitely talked about the the Star Wars Christmas tree in, in past episodes. It's a it's a real source of pride for the Sutherland family, I would say. We've actually had people knock on our door because Dad has told people, and they're like, oh, we just wanted to come by and take a peek at your Star Wars tree. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, come on in. Yeah, those are two things I think I took for granted as a kid because, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't aware of how amazing that Star Wars tree is until, like, as an adult, they'd be like, wait, you have, like, all of the Hallmark ornaments? I was like, yeah, all, like my parents have pretty much all of them. Like, they're really cool. They're like, wait, really? That's amazing. And I know this isn't the point, but I'm sitting here wondering, like, how much are those worth? <laughs> like, you've been collecting them all these years. Like, I'm sure you've got ones on there that people can't even find anymore. We did look up a couple of them a while back, and there's there's a few on there that actually are pretty valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the early ones especially. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's our inheritance. <laughs> Dibs on Princess Leia. Dibs on 1997 Princess Leia. I know. I Dad keeps saying, everybody better say which ones they want. And I said, you mean you're going to separate them? I think they need to all stay together. Oh, no. Stay on one tree. Every year it's going to rotate between us siblings. <laughs> yeah. Ornaments on the it off. No, no, I think, I think this is. I think this is where we find out who the real favorite is. <laughs> I, oh, no. I think that's when you have to do a ceremony burning of the tree <laughs> nobody can have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way <laughs> oh well I'll just sit there and weep as it happens we'll wow listen this is what comes of me learning about the dark scary Christmas traditions <laughs> I, I, I look at Christmas differently now <laughs> 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 
Well, mom, I, I want to mention, I, I also had on my list of decorating the house and, and Christmas tree especially. I think this is probably something that all of us in the family have continued to, to some degree or another of the, the meaningful ornaments on the tree. Like I yeah. know when we were decorating ours, putting up like we all of our different family reunions. I had our Yellowstone ornament and I had a, a whale with some sand in it from our last family reunion where we were at the beach house. And there's a, a bear on there also from Yellowstone. And, you know, I've, we've got ornaments from from Bean and Brother, our dogs that have passed on, and from when we got married. And it, there's, there's so many fun ornaments on there. And even just things we like. There's probably like three or four guitars and a tuba and a trumpet and whatever, whatever on, the, on the tree for me. And it, it's always fun for me or like decorating the house with all the lights and like getting into that Christmas spirit. Like the lights are the biggest thing for me to feel like, yeah, it's Christmas time, like driving and seeing houses decorated. But then, yeah, it's almost like a little like a journal entry, you know, like looking at your Christmas tree and like, here's, here's all the things that have happened and things that are meaningful. And I just, that's really fun. Yeah, I love yeah. it. That's exactly, that's yep, a good that's way to describe too. it. A uh, journal entry. We even have some that make me laugh. Like we, I always put dad's, uh, he has a baseball guy and he has some race cars, Mustangs, sometimes, and he has Elvis. Sometimes I stick those in the back of the tree. But, <laughs> Why do you call him baseball guy? It's a Nolan Ryan. Guy. <laughs> it's a Nolan Ryan ornament. He's just baseball guy. Though. Yes. You named your eldest yeah. son after. Yeah. <laughs> That's my habit. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, mom. Whatever happened to one-armed hula girl? That's what I was just going to say. The ones that make me laugh. So one-armed hula girl, Sean went to a party one time. And Sean, what was the story again? Nobody well, wanted. It's hard It's hard to read white elephant parties. I'll just say that. You know? like, <laughs> that is um, so true. So this one, I thought it would be funny. I, I, I thought, hey, everybody will bring something very unique. And so we went to the store and just before going to this work party and we found uh, a hula hoop dancer ornament, but I believe one or maybe both of the arms were broken off. I don't remember. <laughs> and so we took it to the front and they misunderstood. I, I said, Hey, can we buy this? And they're, Oh yeah, we can see if we have some more. And I was like, no, I like, I want this one. <laughs> and <laughs> she was really confused, but sure. They, I said, how much is it? And, 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 I don't remember. It was something really, really inexpensive. And so we got there, and apparently it wasn't really a white elephant. The idea was that it was kind of this bonding thing. And so oh, nothing no. was wrapped, and you just sat out these ornaments on a table. <laughs> and everyone everyone should put an ornament there, and then everyone should take one when they leave as this way of, of like camaraderie. And I got to talking to somebody at the end, and I came out, and there was only one ornament left there, and it was the one I brought. So... <laughs> So I grabbed it and brought it home, and we found a home for it on our on our Christmas tree. And so it makes for a, a great story. <laughs> and we get a good laugh out of it every year. Every year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I said hula hoop dancer instead of hula dancer, so you might want to edit that. I think I was trying to remember what the story was. I was wondering if I should put a hoop around her. <laughs> no, no, no. I yeah, broken was... too, apparently. <laughs> Left with her arms. Who knows? Maybe she had a hoop there at some point. I don't know. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> well, and Mom, I also love that you have a bunch of school crafts from when when we were little. I think sometimes when a child comes home and they bring a 
a Santa or a snowman or something that has crooked eyes and an extra arm and stuff like that. It can, it can be, oh, cool, thanks for showing me, and then it's lived its purpose. But they're extra fun to look at after 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, whose is this one, and when, when did they do that? And it's especially funny when, when kids went through the same classes, and so there'll be three different versions of it, whether it's, it's I, I can't even remember what they are at different, different times, but it's just funny to see the personality represented that seems to line up with the personalities we have today. But (laughs) again, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I love putting those up. And uh, they're falling apart, but I still stick them up on the door. And I do that at Halloween. I do it. I think we have some Valentine's ones and the Christmas ones are, I still stick them up. They're fun. (laughs) That is fun. I love that. Well, how about we throw it over to Minnesota? Kristen, Adam, how about you guys uh, take a turn and share some stuff with us? Sure. Oh, which one? Which one? I was trying to come up with a list of traditions and I kind of split it up to my favorite traditions from growing up and my favorite traditions currently that we do as a family. There's a little bit of overlap, but mostly, uh, mostly I feel like we do some new things out here. I guess I'll talk about one that I feel is a little more unique. We celebrate a little holiday called Christmas Adam. We talked about this before. <laughs> so okay. that's so funny that that you bring that up because I was reading. Uh, it, it's been a while since I've been on. I know we're not going deep into Wikipedia, but when I was talking to about some of the precursors of the Christmas tree, that one there was a picture of a family of nine decorating it from the 1970s. I'm not sure how they picked that, but anyway, I had to throw that in. <laughs> but um, but apparently some of the origins of it come as a remembrance of the tree of paradise or the tree of life and Adam and Eve. And so it's kind of interesting. I just learned that today, but that's probably not why you picked to have Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam and Christmas day. But I just thought that was interesting. Interesting coincidence. Maybe perhaps that is really cool. No, the, I think the reason we started celebrating it was someone made a joke about it and said, Oh, you know, we celebrate, you guys got to celebrate Christmas Adam because well, Adam came before Eve and he was made out of, one of Adam's ribs. So on Christmas, Adam, you eat ribs and <laughs> an apple pie because the fruit. And we, we, there was like a joke and we're like, that sounds like a, just a great excuse to make some ribs. <laughs> sounds like a good time. That, that's all it is. It's nothing fancy. There's nothing else to it. It's just, yeah, we, um, we have our like traditional Christmas dinner on Christmas day, you know, like turkey and potatoes and gravy and all the good stuff. Christmas Eve, we do a Buchanan tradition, which is we have pizza. And I remember growing up, we always did like snack, like finger food, appetizer stuff. Um, but we usually do pizza. And then, yeah, Christmas Adam, the, the 23rd of December, we do ribs and apple pie. And it's just silly and fun and delicious. I kind of wonder if this is going to be one of those things that your kids are going to grow up thinking is like, everybody <laughs> does this. Everyone does this. You, like, you don't celebrate Christmas Adam? They're going to be like in college talking about Christmas Adam and someone's going to be like, look, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to going home for Christmas. Can't wait for those ribs. Like, what? <laughs> 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 be so confused. Uh, I have to interject real quick. I, I, I don't know if I knew this about you guys before that you guys do Christmas Eve pizza because that's something on my list that is a tradition that we didn't do it when we were kids, but that's something Stephanie and I have done for a long time now since we've been married is doing pizza and a movie on Christmas Eve. Hey. And I, I got the idea from uh, my good friend Tanner Olson. Tanner, if you're listening, hello. And his wife, Julie, I just waved. I don't know why. 
Tanner's wife, Julie, said that her family used to do that. They would order pizza and watch watch a Christmas movie on Christmas Eve. And I was like, that sounds like fun. And so Stephanie and I have done that for a few years now. Usually the, the movie is White Christmas with Bing Crosby. It, I guess that's not necessarily part of the tradition. But anyway, that's just funny to hear that you guys do that too. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't actually don't know if that's what my family does. Really? Yeah. Oh. That's why we started doing it. No, so my family. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. We're having a little marital issue here. Just like- <laughs> Turn off the no. mic. Let him talk it out. Liar. <laughs> Kristen, call Stacy right now. <laughs> well, your mom on the well, what? No, hold on, hold on. So what we did for Thanksgiving Eve, the day before Thanksgiving, we would always do pizza. Okay, sure. I think that we carried okay, over. Sure. We did it one year. Because we were like, we don't want to do anything. It's like a big deal. My mom used to do like a, for a long time, it was like a big meal, like the ham, like, you know, like an Easter meal, like ham and company potatoes or or whatever. Like she would make that um, on Christmas Eve and then we'd have a big meal on Christmas too. And it got to be like, this is so much work. Yeah, that's too much. Is this how traditions start? It's like somebody, like once upon a time, one guy brought turkey to Thanksgiving dinner. He's like, I did it one time. And now everybody's got to do it. <laughs> I got to do it every year. Every stinking year. Also, Adam, did you say company potatoes? What are company potatoes? Sorry, my mom always called them company potatoes. You would call them funeral potatoes in Utah. Okay. Oh. Thank you. But she always called them. I think it was probably a way to kind of get away from the sadness of the day. <laughs> Imagine because people are always intrigued whenever I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm bringing, we're doing a potluck. I brought funeral potatoes. People are like, uh, what? <laughs> I like that name for it. Just I had no idea what you're talking about, but I was like, that must be delicious. Whatever it's that the same is, thing. They are, it is delicious. <laughs> but it's good. The same thing. Okay. Oh, funny. Uh, maybe I could do one of my other. Yeah. So my this is Wait, one is that it my... really one of your traditions or is it just? <laughs> yes, this is oh, too soon. Too soon. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Do you guys need to talk it out? This one's definitely. <laughs> this is definitely a family uh, my tradition. Whole marriage is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. This is a real tradition. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So. Growing up, uh, probably when I was like 11 or 12, my mom started doing Christmas pajamas. And this is something yeah. that is super common now. I feel like everyone like gets like Christmas pajamas and matching pajamas for the for the family and, and whatnot. There's even a great uh, a video that went viral a few years ago about Christmas jammies. But we we were doing that. We were the OGs of Christmas <laughs> jammies. But my mom would make them and she would make them for all the kids. And we all matched and we would take pictures um, at, on Christmas Eve. And it started off as my mom pretending like, well, the fr- at the beginning, we didn't know. I was like, you get to open a present on Christmas Eve. We're like, oh, we get to open one present? Yes, but we get to pick it. I'm like, okay, okay. But they would pick the present and it, we all open it and it was pajamas. It was matching. We were super excited the first year. The second year, we were kind of maybe expecting it. Like, oh, yeah, maybe we get these pajamas. But my mom, 30 years later, still pretends that it's a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows what is coming. What What could it be? (laughs) (laughs) What is this? We don't know. Is she still making them? She is still making them. It's amazing. All the grandkids, too. All the spouses. That's dedication. She's crazy and impressive, and I'm just in awe. And then you guys always do, like, cute photos, like, Family pyramid. pyramids and stuff. Yeah, that happened like, mm, yeah, this one, this one's going been going on for probably 15, 17-ish years. Uh, we do a pyramid. And even if 
like we're not all together, like most of us aren't together now for Christmas anymore, we will do separate pyramids. And it's always fun when it's just like you and your spouse. Like when we were newlyweds, we did a pyramid of two. So so I I knelt down and then Kristen just knelt on my back and that was it. Or or when my brother was on a mission, it was just him. Kneeling on the ground. Oh, Elder, uh, what are you doing over there? That would make the best Christmas card. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh. Elder, will you take a picture of me? I just kind of kneel down real quick. <laughs> are you sure? This seems all really course. weird. It seems really weird. I'm making a pyramid, all right? It's a family tradition, I promise. Trust me, and afterward, we're having ribs. <laughs> we're so weird. <laughs> so anyway, that's the that's the Christmas pajamas, pajamas uh, tradition, the Buchanan household. Oh, I yes. love it. We're getting some Christmas pajamas this year. Just randomly, we decided. What did we end up ordering? Nolan Sutherland? I think they have dinosaurs on them. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Oh, nice. Oh, glad to hear you're all safe from the Yule Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every you. year. Every year we've been safe. That was my first thought when Teresa was talking about the Yule Cat. I'm like, oh, thank you, Stacy. She knows something you don't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that from again? Iceland? Iceland. Yeah, well, I didn't I don't know if we're Icelandic anywhere, but maybe oh, we have no. some of that in our Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Sean, do you have anything else you wanted to jump in? We heard about uh, our, our wonderful hula girl. <laughs> that's right. Or hula hoop girl, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever, yeah. Um, so one that I wanted to call out that I, th- I believe we talked about in a previous year was Variations of a Christmas Carol. And it's one that even when moving away from home, it was so much fun to go see different versions of a Christmas Carol. And... Even if we go back to the same place, there are variations each year, or I believe a couple of years ago, and, and maybe even again this year, we're going to go to a, a walking reenactment where you walk into different scenes and, and see things. That's cool. And it's going to be cold. But um, <laughs> so maybe that's why it's a little yeah. shorter, too. <laughs> but it's just this idea, I think, of, of this story becoming larger than life and being analogous to ways that it can be applied and lessons learned and things that are taken differently as a child than as an adult or when I have my own kids and and things like that. So that's been something that whether it's whether it's a play, a musical, uh, a cold walk, or <laughs> watching Marley and Marley, right, in the Muppets, yeah. right, or something like that. That's one that I think has just stuck with me that it makes it certainly feel feel like Christmas. And it's it kind of embodies, I think, in some way, the message and the idea of Christmas, regardless of origins and symbolism. It's just this this idea that can be taken in different ways. There are different lessons from it. And and ghosts, right? Who doesn't like ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I I think that's one that I've really enjoyed. I know that we we went to see it live and in in movies growing up but it's something that i've certainly continued and enjoyed and and my kids are a little confused with it right now but they're (laughs) but they're still young and and they just think certain people like the ghost of christmas past is creepy or stuff like that but they they still know the story we actually have uh going off of that a little bit sean we have a friend out here in minnesota who their family does an annual reading of the book. They just do an evening where they invite a couple of other um, couples to come over and just read through the entire 
book of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, it takes like an hour and a half, two hours or something, but they invite new people every single year. Like we went the one year and had a blast. And I was like, oh man, I hope we get invited next year. Or like we didn't. And I was like, oh, maybe this oh, no. year. And then I found out Blew it. we're never getting invited again. Because <laughs> oh, no. she's super good about like reaching out to people and like just oh, having awesome. someone new every year, young, old, anybody. But I loved it so much. I kind of want to start doing it ourselves. <laughs> but you want to steal their tradition. Fun. We're never doing it again. Do it. That's lovely. Just invite different That's people. That's how traditions start. Is They'll never know. You did something once that you yeah. liked and then you keep it up. Do yeah. It. Exactly. Or you accidentally bring the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so it is interesting that, that it goes back. So Charles Dickens himself did quite a few readings of A Christmas Carol when, when it first came out. In oh, fact, cool. when I had done, done a little reading on it, he had done over a period of about 20 years, he did 127 public readings of the, oh, the full wow. story. You That's guys, cool. we could totally do this. I like this okay. idea. Yeah. Who needs your friend? We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let them hear this one. <laughs> I've told her about this show. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this is going to be my big project for next year is we're going to make our radio drama version starring the Sutherland family. I'm going to have to get started right now. Although instead of casting characters, I think we should do it like where they did Star Wars in five second segments or something. Maybe we can do them a little <laughs> longer. And each family just does, does their own portion of it. I think there are actually five five sections of it. Is that right? How many ghosts are there? As many as we want. As many as we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, four technically if you include Marla. That's right, yeah. Wow. Yeah, five staves in the book. So that's the main one I want to talk about. I don't have a whole lot of... I guess there's actually one other that I really should call out, which is on Christmas Eve, we have dinner with my wife's family, with Amber's family. And one of the traditions they have is there's an old cassette tape that they put in and it has some Christmas music during Christmas dinner. And then usually as we're wrapping up, there's a short message at the end of it from my wife's grandmother wishing wishing a Merry Christmas to to my wife's dad. And I, I, I feel like anytime you say family relationships, it gets confusing. But long story short, <laughs> it's it's it may be the only voice recording they have from her. She died she died in a car accident. She and her husband, my my wife's grandparents, just before my wife was born, actually. And so this recording, this tradition that they have of being able to listen to the music that had been picked out and recorded basically onto this mixtape, this cassette tape, with a short message at the end is something that they cherish and they, they listen to every year. And it's something early when I joined the family that I digitized for them in case anything happens to that cassette tape that they can keep that tradition going and listen to the music and in the short short message from somebody who's passed on that's really cool i like that a lot mm-hmm. nolan did you have anything else you wanted to jump in with we got the the christmas on the world covered i guess <laughs> no I, I think uh yeah we covered it do you know what i actually have one i would like to say on behalf of nolan because <clears throat> this was something you brought to me and i thought was crazy but i've grown <laughs> to like it <laughs> More marital so, strife awaits. Oh, no. Turn off the mics. Let's have a chat. <laughs> so, you know, when you marry into a family, you learn some new traditions and add to what you've brought. And, you know, that's part of the, the joy of marriage. And so I learned when we got married that in the Sutherland household, 
your presents were not all wrapped. And yeah, that, from Santa. The presents, Santa's yeah. presents. And I thought Ooh. that was insane. <laughs> that is insane, Teresa. I'm with you. Right. Right. In laws unite. This is crazy. But That's actually, right. you convinced me because, um, you know, Matt, my father in law, your father, for people following the chart, the family chart. Yeah, you've, heard, you've heard that on the show before. Yes. Um, you know, a very artistic man, a, a graphic artist. And so, Nolan, you described it to me as like you'd come out on Christmas morning. And your presence would be like laid out like a Macy's window, you know, like yeah. propped just so the, the the new guitar is leaning on the amp, plugged in, ready to play, you know, the whatever is all set up like like Santa's elves came and arranged it and you could just jump right in and you could tell which like pile was yours just because, you know. You just know, right? You like, know oh, that's for me. You want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we and definitely knew. And yeah. Teresa, I have this exact thing written down. Oh. <laughs> Growing up. One of my favorite memories was Santa's display <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Christmas lights through the blinds and waking up. So we had this agreement, you know, that we'd all get up together. Like we couldn't True. open anything <laughs> until we were all up. But inevitably, we would go to bed and I would wake up, at, I don't know, like 3 or 4 a.m. or something like that. And I remember this was like the most magical feeling growing up. I remember waking up. And like you could see the Christmas lights outside through the blinds and I would very sneakily because I was on the top bunk. I had mm-hmm. to be so quiet. I had to get down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I then, was on the bottom our- bunk in case that was unclear. <laughs> 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 and then with our very squeaky floorboards, you had to memorize where to step. You had to yeah. go all the way down the hallway. <laughs> and the Christmas tree lights would be on and it was magical. And I wouldn't touch anything, but I would walk and I would just look at everybody's display from Santa. And then I'd walk back to my bedroom and I'd wake Shannon up so she could have her turn to go. <laughs> but I would be like, oh, oh, just, just just like this moment of just, I was the only one awake and it was so quiet and just peaceful and it felt like real magic. It was amazing. Yeah. So yes, Teresa, thank you for bringing that up. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> this makes me want to ask my daughters how they feel about it because now Nolan has carried this tradition on in our family and he he really just lovingly, painstakingly, like, you know, tilted a little this way, step back, look at it. No, 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 no. It needs a little more. You know, I got to <laughs> fluff up the stocking so things are coming out of it just so, so it looks, you know, picture perfect. And I kind of wonder what our, I've, I've never thought to ask our girls, what do you think when you come out on Christmas and see things like because they don't know any different. I love to hear you guys say that because do you know what? When I was growing up, my family always Santa wrapped everything. So this was new to me. And I was like, what? But then when Santa was so busy and had so much work to do, it was kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah, that's that's also true. There was one year things were wrapped and we rioted. Yes, we talked about that one of our episodes. Episodes, Christmas memories. We talked about the year that Santa wrapped everything. Because I remember, I think it was you, Nolan. You had gone upstairs because I think all of us did this exact thing that you described, yeah. Kristen. Um, but I remember, I, I'm pretty sure it was you, Nolan, that came down and woke me up and was like, "Aaron, Aaron, you got to come see this." And we went up the stairs and everything was wrapped, and we were like. What is it? What's happening? <laughs> I remember one year, I think 
I, I don't know whose idea it was, but in an effort to get all of us to go in at the same time, someone duct taped up a blanket over the living room door. <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> yeah. there's not an actual door. It's like an archway. And someone, in an effort to keep us out, duct taped it. They blocked it off. And I was so mad. I was like, yeah! I gotta go wake up all my siblings. <laughs> Maybe Santa was still working. <laughs> he might have still been in there. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And just to be clear for anybody listening who's not in the Sutherland family, which is probably like five people, um, <laughs> the presents under the tree were wrapped. All the presents we got yes. for each other, yeah. uh, you know, presents from from family or for whatever those those were all wrapped in under the tree. It was just the Santa stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah. And do you guys want to know something else? This drives Dad crazy, but I would. Always overbuy and get lots of extra because those displays, like you said, were perfect and they had to be perfect. And there were always a few a few years when I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like Sean has as much as everybody else. I would go back to the room and pull out something I had, and I was always glad I had it. And then the would do the returning. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That is next level momming. See? That is impressive. So is that what dad's family did growing up? Because he does tell the story of he didn't want Uncle Tim, his little the brother, to you see. You know they did <laughs> that. Yes. To, see, yes, to see anything, right? And so he tied a string to his little brother, Tim. <laughs> and then granddad came to have Tim go to the bathroom so he didn't wet the bed and then the string was attached and dad was pretending to sleep and granddad's like hell's bells what's going on here you know, and, uh, if you haven't heard that story before go back and listen to our christmas oh, memories episode heavens. i think i think it was the first christmas that we were doing the podcast and dad tells the story himself and yeah, it's one of my oh, favorite my. stories it's so good i think he even told it in church today at a talk and he said <laughs> and i could see the missionaries were dying laughing because dad said and my dad said well, I'll just tell you, it rhymes with Christmas bells. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, rhymes with Hell's bells. Well, he just said, "What the?" And then, dad, then he said, "It rhymes with bells." <laughs> well, and there was a little bit, even with our family growing up, of different shenanigans from our part too. Like, yeah. I think it was only one year, but we went in and changed the alarm clock in mom and dad's room (laughs) so that that we could get them out of bed earlier. So So I just want to add one thing about this, the magic of Christmas. And it's something I, I saw recently that any of that magic you felt that was due to your parents. And I just thought that was such an interesting thing because like the Christmas magic that we had, it was hard work from our parents to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So thank you to moms and dads everywhere. Thanks, and yes, yeah. thank you. It was amazing. And Santa. <laughs> well, of course, Aaron and Aaron Santa. Aaron doesn't know. Credit where it's course, credit Santa, due. obviously, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, very well put, yes. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, we, we uh, kind of skipped past me and you. Do you have anything else you wanted to oh. share? I wanted to give all the guests a chance first. Oh, but. yes. No, I was just going to add for mine. I was trying to think of stuff that there's a lot of traditions that we had growing up that I've kind of tried to keep going. But I get kind of hit and miss because of just being so busy with, you know, splitting time between in-laws and um, all of that. So the one tradition 
that we sort of accidentally have made <laughs> is that we have movie marathons every Christmas break because we finally have time from school or work or whatever. And for several years there, we were getting a new Star Wars movie every December with the sequel trilogy and everything. And so it became the unofficial tradition that Alex and I have a movie marathon every Christmas break. <laughs> so that's, that's so great. We've done Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and some Marvel and things like that. So yeah, that's all. It's fun. I love I like it. it. What about the rapping? His his rapping oh, has spread oh, yeah. throughout our yes. family. Yeah. There, oh. There's the other unofficial tradition. Alex was saying, I don't even remember when it started, but he was saying that it would was fun to rap things just kind of in an over-the-top way that, you know, he'd wrap it in a weird shape that instead of it wrapping it as a box, he'd wrap it as like a pyramid or whatever. And then it just got more and more over the top of like he'd wrap a gift card and it would look just like a mug. Yeah, or it he really would wrap good. like a box of cereal and it would look like a guitar, like a, a big <laughs> like shape guitar, not just a square in any way. And <laughs> it's gotten to the point that like we save cardboard boxes for months in preparation. <laughs> we have a stack of so many cardboard boxes right now ready to go. They are so impressive. I really think that is one of the coolest things I have learned about it's Alex so cool. when that was revealed. It is an artistic talent. It's amazing. It's amazing. I've, I've even saved a couple from the last couple of years and I yes. thought, I'm going to reuse those on him. It, it's kind of like a is it cake kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, it's amazing. It's so cool. Oh, I love it. Well, I feel like you guys have covered pretty much everything on my list. We talked about, and from previous episodes, I know we talked a lot about caroling in our last last two Christmases of of, of doing the podcast. Uh, but of course, growing up, that was one of my favorite traditions. Talked about decorating the house. I talked about Christmas Eve pizza. I think my favorite of all that that we've kind of talked about a bit as well is just looking at Christmas lights, especially being here in LA where we don't get snow and it gets kind of only sort of cold. Um, <laughs> it, it really does start to feel like Christmas right as the, the, as December kicks off and all of the houses have such great Christmas displays, just driving anywhere in Burbank uh, or just anywhere in LA. Even today we were driving past downtown and so many of the tall buildings downtown had like their Christmas trees and lights that were up on the tops of them. And you know, you just, you just see it everywhere. And I feel like that's one of those things that really puts me in the Christmas spirit, regardless of where I am or if there's snow or not. Like it's just, it's just fun. I love, I love all the decorations. I love all that stuff. And, and oddly enough, I actually find that I enjoy decorating my own house. I was <laughs> part yeah. of me was thinking, is it going to be a pain to have to get up on the ladder and put the lights up? But yes, I discovered I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys were smart. You got the the lights that you can just change over to whatever color you want, so you don't have to get up and put them up and take them down. This is our first year with those. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next year I'll do that too. But for now, I find that I enjoy decorating the house. So that's, that's fun. It was fun always, even growing up, driving around to different places. And sometimes it would be driving into just normal neighborhoods. And sometimes it'd be a wealthy neighborhood. And sometimes, oh, let's follow that car th to the gated community. I think Donny Osmond lives in here. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> yeah. And seeing all all of the lights, but yeah, I, I I agree. That's that's 
that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely one thing we do around here every Christmas, and and with different groups. Like we'll go with you guys with Nolan and Teresa. Uh, sometimes we'll go with friends of ours and whatever, just looking at Christmas lights. But you know, there's so many good displays, and some people really go all out. I mean, there's a there's multiple homes in Burbank that have you know you set your dial to the radio station and it has the music set to lights and everything. Oh, that's and awesome. If you drive just down the way here to Toluca Lake, and there's like all the really rich houses, and they get some really crazy big displays. But it's just it's fun to see. I always I always enjoy that. Well, it sounds like you guys were busy. To- today doing some uh, fun activity with Teresa's work. Uh, that's always fun, I think, at Christmas time to even do things to bring happiness to others. I remember all the years we would do the 12 days of Christmas and we would we yeah. had a 12-piece nativity set. And of course, you kids would have to do all the running, but we had a, we'd put it in a bag and had a little scripture or quote or something to go with each day, and then you have to drop it off on someone's porch. And the it last like we were ninjas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to hide in the snow. Yeah. Nobody ever knew. And then the last day, we'd bring the whole nativity set with the baby Jesus, and we'd always find somebody that was struggling, you know, that needed a you know a little lift up during the Christmas season. And that was always fun. Back in the day when dad was out of work one year, somebody dropped off a big bag on our own porch and it had something for each of you kids. I remember just looking at it and just crying. And I thought, I can't believe somebody knew we were having a hard time this year and that they brought that to us. And so it's always nice to find somebody and return the favor. It's always that's all you kids always had so much fun caroling and when we would have to go to the rest home you know it was was like oh we got to go again but at the end we were just so thrilled and had so much fun because the smiles that were on other people's faces and so that's always a fun thing to do yeah i do love that and yeah Teresa, i i'm gonna brag about you for a minute because yeah today we had this what was the official name of it? The- Christmas in the Park. That's right. Yes, and it's a, it's a, an event that Teresa works for uh, Assemblyman Isaac Bryan. I almost called Shout him Chris out Isaac. to Assemblymember Isaac Bryan. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's an event that they put on in the park and in yesterday, well, you've been working on it for forever, Teresa. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed you're awake at this point. It's, it's been a whirlwind, but like yesterday we were, I was, I went down to help out with getting things ready and we were wrapping presents. We wrapped what over 6,000 presents was, yeah. well, that were given out wow. today. Thousands of presents. Wow. And, uh, yeah, wrapped them all. And then yeah, today this is a big event in the park and we were just giving them out to people who needed them and it was it was awesome it was so much fun and a food drive and uh yeah other other services like it's really great that's kind of i guess becoming a little bit of a tradition now that i i have this job where we do this every year and nolan and the girls come and help wrap presents and now we've roped in Aaron and oh. but yeah, we give out presents, groceries, produce, clothes. Like people leave with just wow. bags and bags of stuff and it's all free and oh. it's a lot of work and there's a lot of fun too though. I mean yeah. there's a DJ playing great music <laughs> and you know, face painting, all the fun stuff for the kids and whatever. It like is. it was it was a good time. Yeah. And it, everybody that I talked to anyway was really enjoying themselves. So yeah. and uh. I think it's just real good like for our kids to yeah. you know at this time of year. You know, they're pretty fortunate that growing up in a home where they get, you know, a tree full of presents and all yeah. the fixings every year. And and I think it's really nice to have them come and wrap these gifts and then they come back on the day of the event and they help hand them out. So they wrap the presents and then they get to give them to these families uh. that are needy and, you know, just do a little service and, you know, have a little appreciation for what they have and 
So I, I think that's a that's nice awesome thing for us every year. Yeah, is, I feel like awesome. that is fun. Yeah, having having that. You know, I, I have such fond memories, like you said, Mom, of, of sharing the twelve days of Christmas that we did when we were kids, and really good memories of that. And you know, one of my favorite Christmas memories. I know that's a different episode we did, but uh, one of the things that Stephanie and I have done a bunch of years now is the the animal shelter here in Burbank. You know, oh, they need volunteers yeah. all the time, and holidays are hard to get people in. And so, you know, it's just me and Stephanie. We don't have kids or anything. So a couple of Christmas mornings, we've gotten up early and gone to the shelter to feed the cats and take care of stuff there. You know, then we come home and open presents or maybe take a nap and then open presents. But (laughs) it's, it's, you know, it was one of those things where, again, Stephanie was like, hey, you know, shelter's struggling to find people to volunteer. How about Christmas morning? We just go feed cats. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it's been, it was so much fun. And it was like, this was, you know, we came home and we were tired. We were like, this was really nice. This was a nice way to start Christmas or whatever. So that's great. That's what Christmas is all about. Cats. (laughs) 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 I may have missed the message there. Um, anybody else have any other uh, Christmas traditions they want to mention or should we start wrapping it up here? Can I throw out a random question? Sure. I'm loosening up now that I've been on a podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling like you're, I can. You're a natural. I'm feeling like I can branch out. I would kind of like to hear what everyone's favorite Christmas dessert is. Just out of curiosity. Like Ooh, rapid fire. We have a subcategory. Ooh. Wow. We've never done this before. I like it. <laughs> Christmas dessert. Ooh, have you ever had carrot pudding? Wow. No, never. <laughs> yes, my Aunt Marge used to make it. I loved it. Huh. Oh. Tell me it's more like an a English pudding. Like it's a it is. Or you make it, you steam it in a can. She oh, would always use a okay, coffee yeah. can. but so Like a carrot cake almost? Yeah. That's a thing, like British Bake Off? Yes, and there's like a brown sugar, like a syrup thing that goes on it. And I got to find the recipe. Oh, why, why have we never had this? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where the recipe is. I mean, for me, I would have to go with pumpkin pie or eggnog. Ooh. It's got to be one of those. Yep, like a good cookie, a good Christmas cookie. Ooh, how about a peppermint ice cream? Oh, that's good. Yeah, chocolate orange. Chocolate Ooh. orange. Chocolate orange. Yeah. Oh, how could I forget? Sees candy. <gasps> yes. <laughs> No, I really like apple cider. I don't know if that's lame. Oh. But that's going to be coming my name. That's your dessert? Oh, that's a dessert. Wow. Wassail. I don't know. I feel very elderly all of a sudden. <laughs> like, like hot apple cider? That's really good. Yeah, I think like, it's called wassail at Christmas time. Yeah. My favorite sweet treat is Christmas cider. It's <laughs> like a nice tall glass of milk. Not too spicy. <laughs> 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 I stand by what I said. <laughs> okay, this one's a little weird and it's it's not my favorite act was actually my grandma's chocolates that she would make and they were amazing. But she would also make fruit cake, and it was weird. So not a favorite. Oh, <laughs> Papa loves fruit cake. I liked her fruit cake though. Oh, I liked right. her fruit cake when it was warm, right out of the oven. It oh. was it was actually pretty good. And no one else liked fruit cake, but she knew I did, so she would make that for me. My favorite Christmas dessert is warm fruit cake. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Sonny. I like me some fruit cake. You know, I thought that I thought fruit cake was a fictional thing until I. I saw it at Pop and Grandma's house once. Uh, I thought that was just like in songs. It's in carols, but it's not Papa real. Papa loved cartoons. It. Yes. Oh, boy. Only my grandma's, though. Only You'll have to get the recipe to us. I'll have to see if I may, my aunt has it. Uh, Grandma oh, Becky, funny. granddad's mom, used to make chocolates, too. The peanut butter balls uh-huh. or the coconut. And- oh, those were good. Aunt Marge's fudge? 
Oh, Ooh, that yeah. That stuff is good. Yeah. Peanut brittle. Anyone like that? Oh, Francis Lindsay's peanut, peanut brittle was the only one I liked. Yeah. Francis said that the secret was in the stretching it. All right. My mouth's watering. Man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When you said Christmas desserts, my first thought was there's desserts other than cookies. Like, I am all about the Christmas cookies. <laughs> what are the other Christmas desserts? <laughs> yes. I was thinking Reese's in any shape other than a yeah. peanut butter cup. Oh, Reese's trees. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do like a spice cake. Can I have that with my wassail? Oh. Yes. <laughs> in your rocking chair by the fire. Yeah. Spice cake works. <laughs> don't forget yes, the shawl. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't think Christmas cookies are a dessert. They're just Christmas cookies. You just got to have them. They're one of the Christmas food groups. <laughs> it's like It's like what, yeah. You have Christmas cookies and then you have your Christmas dessert. That's one of my traditions is I have a list of Christmas cookies that I have to make every year and they're delicious. Are they different Ooh. recipes or is just one a tree and one's a bell? Like, no. I guess that's what I think of when I think of Christmas cookies. I don't know. What are, is, is a Christmas cookie not a, just a sugar cookie? I don't know. I'm, I've, I've been... I put myself out there, put my little heart out there, and just got, just got thrown in the, in the, the, the mixer or the KitchenAid. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, on that note, I guess that's probably a good spot to wrap things up. Oh, Everybody, thanks for joining. Teresa, your first time on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Nolan, thanks for being here. Kristen, Adam, thanks for staying up late. You guys always have to stay up late whenever we record. Worth it. Thank you. And Sean, welcome back. Even if it was just this week, it was so good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, And mom, always good to have you. As usual, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoritshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at thefavoritshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite Christmas traditions, whether they're your own or if they're just mainstream, whatever. You know, nothing wrong with that. Let us know what your favorites are. Also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, is it because you recognize, as I do, that this many guests all at once was really hard to do and it was kind of stressful to get it all organized because, come on, it was worth it. It was worth it in the end. I feel like we deserve five stars. Like a half half star for each guest we had on the show. I think it was fine. I'm not good at math, but round up. Five stars. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it until next week. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And I'm Teresa. I'm Nolan. I'm Kristen. I'm Adam. And I'm the mother. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Uh, who wants to do cue the music? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Sean, <laughs> you're back. <laughs> cue the music. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Amen. <laughs> Okay, but Sean, for reals, gingerbread, <laughs> sugar cookies, <laughs> snowball cookies, cherry cheesecake cookies. <laughs>
Those just sound like cookies. What makes those Christmas cookies? I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll believe. I I believe you. We made Danish butter cookies the one year. Remember? Yeah, those are so good. We haven't done it again. since for some reason. <laughs> Was it when we were doing Danish Christmas yeah. the one year? You can make them any year. I know. <laughs> well, Stephanie's family is Danish. I don't know why we don't jump in on Listen, that. Listen, there's some things you just don't mess with. I could make frog eye salad anytime I want. I will not, though. <laughs> Thanksgiving only. Thanksgiving. only. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's so true. You guys, this was a lot of fun. I totally see why you do this. <laughs> it's taken her a few years to she figure it out. She just thought we were crazy before. I guess. Like, what? On a weeknight? Well, I, tried, I also tried to make sure you knew it really is like no pressure. This one was just like a personal preference thing. But even if it was a topic where like, you know, if it was about a movie and we wanted to share some background about the movie, it's whatever. Like we're It's just, Wikipedia. Yeah. We, we look up on Wikipedia and we talk about what we like. It's whatever. It's... It's all the low show. pressure. I hope that you didn't feel any pressure. I didn't. And thanks for helping me overcome this random, irrational <laughs> anxiety I had. <laughs> Teresa, you were the best part of the show. You shared oh. some awesome stuff tonight. Yeah, not oh, Shannon, Sandy, not, not Kristen, <laughs> not Golden. I guess we know who's getting the Star Wars tree. <laughs> no, she has to buy it now. I think you should rename it the Teresa Show. Oh, man. <laughs> now the spin-off. <laughs> this is the kind of emotional support I am looking for. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody right. had great well, things. I gotta stop recording. Oh, right. I was yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna stop recording now too. <laughs>